All right. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. What's up? And I'm your host, Rob. Um, so how's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing? Great. Doing good? Good. A bit warm, but yeah, hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we were uh, we were just talking before the pod started here, not about the warmth in my car, but about, uh, about Laura's uh, new cat, which Greg referenced at the end of uh, last week's episode and kind of why he chose this movie we're going to do this week. But uh, so how's the, how's the new cat, Laura? My lover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She looks a little. A little <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> she uh, she she looks a little reminiscent to the cat from from uh, the movie we're doing this week. Uh, gray, you know, yeah. a little bit of white though. A little so that's bit. Good. She's got like gray, white. She even has a little bit of orange. But yeah, she oh, looks hmm. like she looks a little similar to the cat. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. We got to talk about how much of a cat Laura looks like tonight. So. Yeah. That's true. There's actually two cats on the pod today. So Laura has her little new cat with her. And then Laura herself is dressed like a cat. She has the ears and the whiskers and like a little, a little nose. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was Laura. That wasn't the cat. That was Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so definitely she's you know? continuing the theme here of dressing up for an episode. So I, I love it. Good job, Laura. Good job. Me and uh, me and Greg are slacking over here. Yeah, I don't you know. You guys have been dressing up. You've been, mm-hmm. you've been bringing it. It's got flowers on it. It's kind of memorialist, which we see a lot on this movie. Oh, yes. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in a vehicle. There's a, definitely a vehicle that has uh, has a big scene in this movie. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually, um, me, I actually watched this movie today. And uh, I watched it with my new kitten in my lap. And I was like, oh, boy, uh, might not have been the right decision. But at least my kid wasn't home. So that's good <laughs> because it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely uh, not going to look at my son again the same way after watching oh. this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into what everybody's drinking tonight. So let's uh, let's get the drop going. What's in the cups? All right, so let's uh, let's start with Laura uh, and what Laura is drinking because she has like a whole uh, cup thing going on here. I am drinking a cocktail, which I am calling the Kitty Collins. It's my version of a Tom Collins. Uh, and I've got a cute little gray kitty cat on my glass. Meow. <laughs> Are your ice cubes in the shape of little kittens too? I wish, but no. Oh, it looks like it. They look like little <laughs> ring down kittens. She's become like an ice sculptor overnight. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. The the round globe ones were as crazy as I get. There's no way. Nice, nice. All right, so what are you what are you drinking, Greg? I brought back a classic. You can't see it because of the container, but this is the Scat Cat. Oh, right. Oh, there you go. Scat Cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I get it. Mm-hmm. Jameson, Perfect. coffee, oat milk, and some ice. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, and of course, the key ingredient, raw meal protein shake. Mm-hmm. So delicious. I thought you were going to say like cat urine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> cat, <urine. laughs> cat ashes. Oh, oh dang. Oh. Man, mine, mine was gross, but Laura went grim. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm Since the new cat owner, there. that's horrendous. What have we oh, done geez. to you? I know. What cat ashes? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's I need funny. to drink faster. <laughs> I feel like I need to yeah. puke after that one. That was yeah. rough. 
That's funny. Um, yeah, so I'm drinking. Uh, I don't really have like a cool, cool theme like you guys, but I'm definitely I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a beer this week. There was a lot of beer drinking in uh, this movie, but I'm drinking a what is it? Hell or high watermelon beer? Yes, it's a, a week. One of my beer, favorites. So. I definitely mm. wanted to choose a beer for this week just because, like I said, they drank a lot of beer, but I'm not going to drink uh, some stuff they were drinking. Uh, and then I saw, sir. yeah, I don't want to, you know, possibly lose a sponsor, but, uh, you know, uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I saw the name of this beer, Hell or, or High Watermelon, and I was like, oh, that is perfect, right? You know? That is mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody eat watermelon nice. in this movie, but, but Hell, the word Hell is in it. So I think that fits perfectly. So cheers, you guys. Good job. Cheers. Too. Let's get to, uh, you know, any updates, you know, listener comments, questions, anything from previous shows. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to bring up or talk about from previous shows or any information? Greg always has like updates from listeners, so which is great because I, I, I feel like I don't have to search them out. I, I have something I want to oh, ask Greg. I was thinking back on our last episode, which was The Invitation, mm-hmm. and you gave the movie a... 2.5 in the end. And that's fine. However, I was thinking back on the points you touched on and you didn't have anything negative to say. And so, I mean, I know this is just a quick question. We'll keep it brief, but what was it that that made it a 2.5? I've been thinking about it for over a week now. It's been driving me crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I don't. I remember watching it and I was a little bit underwhelmed, but that didn't mean it wasn't a good movie. I, I really, you know, enjoyed it, but um, I don't know. I just, I landed on that. I'd have to really think about it. I, things with that movie was weird. I didn't take any notes on it. So maybe I didn't have a lot to draw on. Maybe. So that might, might have something to do with it. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing. When you take the way that we've been watching these movies, and I, what I love about it so much is you get out of this zone of just watching a movie and then discarding it and not mm-hmm. even thinking about it. Like the movie that we're going to talk about tonight is, is one of the ones where I can tell you I did not enjoy it. But the fact that I, you know, when you look back on what the movie is and you think about it some more, you can really appreciate it. And if I hadn't done that, then I would never have, you know, gotten that appreciation. So that's something I really enjoy about what we're, what we're doing. And I got to say with that last movie, for whatever reason, it just wasn't, I didn't take notes. So maybe that like lent hmm. to my negative review. Good question though. You stumped me. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's been on my mind. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I didn't mm-hmm. understand because I remember you saying, Oh, I enjoyed this movie. And then when you gave it a 2.5, even I Rob was like, "Wow!" So one thing that I can I can probably say is that um, I thought that a couple of things that I wanted to know more about they didn't explore enough. Mm. And one was the background behind the cult. You know, I like to know intent and motivation, and you know, I, I wanted to know more about that. You know, and what their philosophy was that caused these people to be so influenced by them, and then it to be you know, more widespread throughout the neighborhood. And the other thing was I wanted them to get, I, I think they did a really good job kind of like showing the the grieving father in those brief moments, mm-hmm. but they didn't make that a highlight of the movie. Like they didn't talk about it. I thought that the two main characters in that movie really didn't change too much. In the end, the his his wife did kind of learn something 
you know, because she realized she was pushing down all those memories and just trying to forget about her, you know, her son's death. And then in her fi final dying moments, she so heartbreakingly said, I miss him. And that really, that was so, I, I, I appreciated the fact that she kind of came full circle. But the thing is, I don't think that he, uh, the main uh, protagonist character, I don't think he learned all that much either. I felt like, um, I don't know, I, I didn't feel like he underwent any major change in the movie. And they didn't really explore like the, the, the grief aspect enough. Um, so I thought they were just missing parts. So it was, to me, it was like untapped potential, probably. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. What did what do you remember? What you gave people under the stairs, Greg? I gave it a pretty high one. I think three or three and a half. Okay. All right. We'll just leave that there. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And the only other update I have is something I, I've been talking to these guys about for like a week now. Is uh, something I wanted to do and I've been doing now is uh, going back into. Um, our first like three to five uh, episodes that we posted, definitely starting with the intro episode and just uh, trying to, you know, correct a little bit of audio quality issues we had at the beginning. Um, definitely going through maybe doing a little bit of editing uh, a bit more. I mean, and that just has to do with the fact that, you know, we've been doing this now for, man, for them in four months, right? It's been like four months now that we've been doing this. And just, I I've learned so much about editing and actually how to do things and what to do and what to listen for when we actually like, uh, record things now that I really just wanted to go back through for the benefit of everybody now and just kind of, you know, fix whatever I can fix. So if there's anybody out there that just wants, you know, cause I feel like there's a certain thing. My wife does this with a lot of podcasts is she'll give it three episodes. If she doesn't like the podcast in three episodes and she moves on, which for us kind of might suck. Cause I don't know if our first three episodes are that great. I feel like we really start hitting our stride, you know, maybe around like five or six. Um, and then beyond that, I feel like we really have good, funny content. We have good stuff we talk about. But those first couple ones are rough because we're just trying to figure out what we're doing, how we work together and stuff like that. So I'm going to go back through and do whatever I can to make them a little bit better. So if there's anybody that jumps on late to the pod, you know, down the road, hopefully they'll, they'll keep listening. Or if anything, just jump to a movie they like and go with that. But uh, yeah, yeah, so just letting everybody know that, you know, if, if there's a new uh, episode on the feed that was uh, an earlier episode, don't be alarmed. You know, I'm probably I'll put in the notes that it's re-edited or remastered or whatever you want to put it. But I just wanted to let everybody know what's going on is something I'm going to continue to work on just to make everybody uh, a little bit more happier, including myself when I have to listen to that stuff. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get to the movie now we're going to be talking about. So this week, uh, this was Greg's pick um, this week. We're doing 1989's Pet Cemetery. Uh, so, Greg, why did you choose this movie? <laughs> I actually chose it because I forgot to pick a movie last episode. So, uh, <laughs> in the spot, and you were talking about Laura getting a new cat. So, I thought, cat, 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 animals, boom, pet cemetery, which wow. hmm. I, I think I screwed up because I thought this movie was about freaking animals. Me too. I know, <laughs> me too. In fact, on the last episode, do you guys remember Lindsay gave us the recommendation she was like oh you want a a, a good movie that really dives deep into like you know a, a grieving father you should yes. check out the babadook you know and yes. what that's like and i immediately dismissed her but hey guess what jokes on freaking me <laughs> with this movie i was like yeah pet cemetery animals let's do it mm -hmm. and then this came up man <sighs> crazy wow uh laura had, had you seen this movie before I haven't. I've always wanted to. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Stephen King. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just I I think maybe I did hear that it wasn't that great. That's mm-hmm. you know kind of the general movie consensus. I don't really know. I, I didn't read the book. I really want to read it after watching the movie. Um, yeah, so I had never seen it, but I was super excited. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, I am very excited when <laughs> Greg announces it's going to be this movie because I had never seen it, mm-hmm. and it was an excuse to finally you know get my ass in gear and watch it. So. I don't regret it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm similar to Greg. I, I feel like I had seen this movie. Like, I feel like for the longest time, I, I would tell myself, like, oh yeah, I've seen Pet Cemetery. But I think I've only seen Pet Cemetery two because I kept waiting for. Is Ed- another one? Yeah, I kept waiting for Eddie Furlong to show up, and Eddie Furlong is not in this movie, and he's the main kid in Pet Cemetery two. So I think oh that my, like, God. I definitely had never seen this movie before. So, um, so I was, you know. As it's when it started, I'm like, oh, I've definitely never seen this, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it then. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll get into it in a little bit, uh, you know, the movie itself and what we thought of it and kind of go down that road. A lot of, I mean, uh, it's going to be a little, it's going to be an interesting episode for me. There's there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie that 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 hit home for me. Uh, but yeah. I don't know about the movie is great, but it's definitely hit me, hit me, hit me hard. So but we'll talk about it in a little bit. So let's let's move on now to our our horrorish segment of the week. Uh, this week I have. I want to play a game. Yes. I got another game this week. I got another game this week. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Come on, Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm scared. Why are you scared, Laura? Uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be something Stephen King, and I'm just gonna fucking fail. Oh uh, no, 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 Stephen King, no Stephen King. So the game I came up with this week, I've been wanting to go back to questions for a bit now, but I couldn't think of a question for this movie. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a game then, I guess. You know, um, so the game I came up with, the game is called How Lean High Can You Go. <laughs> all right, so this game. You guys are going to be given a topic, okay? For example, the topic could be Justin Long movies, okay? And <laughs> what and what you have to decide is how many uh, of those movies you each can name. And then what you want to do is you want to try to bet against each other and bid and see who can answer more than the other one. So if Greg thinks he can name five Justin Long movies and he does that, then he gets the point. But if Laura says she can name six then she can try to do six, but you have to keep how high can you go? So how many movies can you name of the topic I give you? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, oh, so man. I'm going to give you the topic, the, the topic that you guys are going to try to guess. Then you guys are going to have to kind of bid against each other and try to see how high each of you can go of naming that amount of movies. And whoever, whoever gets the highest number in the bidding gets to try to guess them but they have to get that much and then they get the points. If they cannot name that amount of movies, say Greg is like, I can name 50. Of course, he's not going to name 50, so then he gets no points. Does that make sense? Oh, I have to meet or exceed my estimate. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he does meet or exceed, does he automatically get the point, or do I then challenge no. and try to name more? Yeah, he, he automatically gets the point. point. I think you get as many oh. points as you guess correctly. Too. No, no, you just get one point. You just get one point. Yeah, what if he just says, I'm going to name one movie? <laughs> well, then, then, then Laura, you, you need to come back and say, like, oh, I can name two. And you guys go back and forth until you guys, until you both comfortable with, like, I literally don't think I can name that many movies, you know? And then if you get the answer wrong, if you can't do it, you get minus a point. So that'll, that, that, that'll put in the thing of being like, oh, I'm just going to keep going. And, but uh, who cares? 
So if you get it wrong, you're going to get minus a point. Does that make sense? This got serious. Wow. Yeah. Well, can we get pressure who's up on uh, on points? And it's I think Lola's up by like tied, half right? game, right? No, well, tied it's tied. It was tied, but then Brooks and I won the newlywed game by one point. Ah. Yeah, newlywed doesn't count as like a head-on-head matchup. Okay. You know, Laura and Brooks are definitely the better couple, but... <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'll stop it. No, I'm just <laughs> Okay, so definitely with the title being How Lean High Can You Go, the movies we are picking are all animal movies. So I'm going to give you a specific animal, and you're going to have to name as many horror movies as you can that include that animal. Okay. Horror movies? Horror movies. These are all horror movies that include animals. Oh my God. <laughs> so I hope I hope uh, Greg did his research into all, all the animal movies ever made. Rob, you have a library of all the animals that are in every movie. That's I, I, I it took me it took me <laughs> it took me a couple of days to go through all the movies. I literally have movies from like the nineteen fifties, just in case you guys have one on the top of your head. I hope the animal is an ant because like you could just say any movie because there's going to be an ant on the ground somewhere. Okay. But it has to have an actual, okay. So most of the movies are actually like uh, the animal is, is somewhat of the story. It's not just like there was something in the background. You know, does that mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So by the way, it wouldn't be, uh-huh. it wouldn't be a, a, it wouldn't be a conjecturing game without me and Laura giving you 18,000 questions. Right. Yeah, I, know. I know. That's true. Mm-hmm, I know. Okay. All right. So you guys, so you guys both understand, right? I'm going to give you a certain animal right now and you're going to have to go back and forth with each other and see who is more confident in the number of movies they think they can guess. Okay. Sweet. Okay. All right. Oh, my buzzer. Do you have a buzzer? Do I need my oh, buzzer? do I have to, we have to have buzzer? No, no, you don't need to have a buzzer. <laughs> Why would you need oh. a buzzer? Oh. You remember oh, okay. you guys, you guys are bidding against each other. So you're just going to keep going back and forth with each other of like, I can do five, I can do six, seven until somebody opts out until somebody's like, okay, I can't go higher than that. So I'm not going to try nice. to point. Okay. I feel oh, like, fuck. Okay. So I feel like Greg is never going to opt out. So it's going to be really interesting. I know. <laughs> I'm already like, maybe I, it's like family feud style. I let him go first and then just pray he gets the negative point. And I think, I, can then... I think Greg's the, I think Greg's that guy that if he was at an auction and somebody was like, okay, $50, $50, Greg's like $2,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's totally Greg. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I would do that. All right, so let's let's get going here. I'm going to start off with an easy one for you guys. There's definitely a lot of movies with this animal in it, okay? So the first animal we're going to start with is spiders or insects. So spiders, oh. insect movies. So so horror, and these are all horror movies. Horror movie. <laughs> was that a was that like a spider noise, Laura? Was oh, that was a me being stressed out noise. You're already stressed out, Laura. So what's the theme? Is spiders or no? Using your phone, Greg. Get off your phone. You know I can I'm not, see you. I'm not using it. Oh, you're I'm doing, doing okay. All right, I'm doing a buzzer. Okay, because I want to. I want to start first. <laughs> okay, we don't. <laughs> we don't need buzzers though. But okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I can name. Okay. What's your first? What do you think, Greg? How many moves? Ten. Ten. Holy wow. shit! <laughs> Opt out. Ten? Laura's <laughs> opting out. <laughs> wow, Greg just like man. Greg went big already. Right, opening gate. Greg's like ten. There's wow. no way I could list ten spider movies bug right Sp- spider slash insects yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. oh i thought you said bug Ooh. So just spider well what what Ooh. what do you what's not in spider insects what do you Wait, I, I need a pen. Uh, like a crustacean a, a crust or a parasite <laughs> um if, if you if you name the movie i'll all either tell you yes or no 
All right, here we go. Arachnophobia. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so, so Laura, so you're opting oh. out, right? So Greg, starting with 10, right? Yeah, I feel like I could name like six or seven. Hey, that's pretty good. Oh, fuck. So do I get a chance if he doesn't make 10? No, no. We're not going to make Aww. this. This is not going to be an hour game. <laughs> no. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. All right, Greg. So you you bid ten. Laura opted out. Okay, Greg. Start your guessing. So you're looking for ten horror movies that are spiders slash insects. Arachnophobia. Okay, one Boom. correct. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Clash of the Titans because it has scorpions, and that is an arachnid, I believe. Nope. That's, that's not a horror movie. No. Definitely a horror movie. Think nope. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fly. Okay, The Fly. I'll give you. That's two. Mothman prophecies. Yep, that's uh, the one I too. I don't think Mothman prophecies technically counts. It's not really a moth. Well, yeah, they see a moth shape. Andrew Cole is part moth, but he's not a so he's so. not a he's not a bug. He's like a an, he's a deity. He's a he's honestly, a, he's a Rob. I would have said Mothman. I really okay. All right, yeah. all right, okay. Laura's giving him pity points. Okay, all right, all right. You got 30 no. Cards. I'm I would have said that too. <laughs> all right, okay. the butterfly effect. Ooh. that's not a horror movie. More but a butterfly is an insect. It's not a horror movie. It's not. I was horrified by it. Okay. What about um? What about the mist? Bunch of bugs in that. No, sorry. What the fuck is happening? Right Greg's now? just name. Greg's just naming movies that have bugs in them, and they're Human not centipede. Yes, there's, that's what I was thinking. There's not a centipede in that movie. Rob, they make a centipede. We we are literally talking about physical animals, physical spiders, physical insects, not some guys tied together like a centipede. We're talking about physical. Oh, that's um, fucked. This is fucked. <laughs> Man, well, definitely. What the hell am I thinking? About 10? Yeah, that's why I thought it was ridiculous. You picked 10. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I can do like two. You, you, you already, can't go back. You already picked you 10, Greg. <laughs> you already picked 10. <laughs> so I'm on the hook for ten. Yeah, yeah. You've you've named you've named three and Bugman rated all nineteen eighty nine Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, look it up. No, no, sorry. I, I took like like three days uh, piling up list of movies that you could pick, and so you're not gonna try to sneak one by me. <laughs> oh my god, Rob. Okay. Oh, ants. Ah, uh, that's Disney. Uh, that's yeah, that's a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, Greg. I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you like uh, I'll give you like thirty more seconds. Okay. No, you can give me zero more seconds because I'm done. <laughs> okay, Greg's done. He couldn't get Greg. Greg got three, and even one of those was a pity by by Mothman. Okay, so Greg has negative one points. Okay. Okay, can I say one? Yeah. What then? was it? What one was it? extra. Yeah. What was it? Mm-hmm. Um, the one with um David Arquette. Oh yeah, that's the one I have on this list, right? Uh, Eight Legged Freaks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so nobody gets any points. Greg actually lost a point. He has a negative one already at the start. <laughs> Shit. So uh, I'll, I'll, We're in gi- big trouble. I'll, I'll give you guys a couple ones I highlighted. Each category, I highlighted a couple ones just to shout out because I think they're really funny. So uh, you were pretty close to one, Greg. One movie was just titled Bug, and that was in 2006. <laughs> 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 so you could have just said Bug and got, and got a point there if you tried to. Um, another one was... Um, Arachnoquake, and that was with Eddie Furlong from Pet Cemetery 2, and that was 2012. Oh and then the last one I have on there is 2013's movie called Big Ass Spider. It's just called Big Ass Spider. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. Oh. Mm-hmm. The only other one I kept thinking of, which could 
technically be horror, but not really, is Beetlejuice because he was technically like a Beetle man, right? <laughs> I don't think he was actually a Beetle. <laughs> it was so. spelled Beetle. No, I, I understand that. Yeah, but I don't think he was like an actual Beetle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't have like Beetles come on. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So I think I think you guys understand more of what's going on here now. It's not just Greg naming off bugs he's seen in movies. Uh, so definitely, I don't think anybody's gonna guess Ted next time. So, all right. So let's go with uh, let's go with the next animal here. Okay. Next animal is gonna be birds. Okay. So how, oh. Okay. So you guys have to go back and forth and see how many movie titles, mo- horror movies that include birds in them. I can I can say two. Two. I I think I can name three. Three. Okay, Greg, are you gonna try to do four, or are you gonna? You're already negative. You're already negative one point, Greg. I don't know if you want to chance it. I think you're full of BS. You cannot name three, Laura. Okay, so Greg's opting out. Okay, so Laura is gonna try to name three horror movies that include some form of a bird. Okay, Laura. Okay, the birds. Okay, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, correct. Yep. Okay. Um, I am. 90% sure there's a movie called The Raven. I do have it on this list, but I don't oh. know if I'm going to include it because that's the movie with John Cusack and it's about uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I don't think there's an actual, there's a Raven in it, but what do you think? I'll give it to Greg. What do you think, Greg? Give her the point or not. Take a hike. <laughs> hey, I helped, I helped you with Mothman. Oh, that's true. That is rude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to no avail. I didn't get the point. <laughs> But you tried. Okay, I'll give it to you. Raven is a legit is a legit. Do I have to do three? Okay, so you got one more. Can you try it? Can you guess one more movie that includes birds? Mm-hmm. I mean, does mm-hmm. Bird Box count? Bird Box definitely doesn't count. I, I looked up. I didn't. See, I haven't seen that movie, so I had to. I had to ah. research what that movie was about to be like. Are there birds in this movie? And there are not. So no. Okay, Laura, one more. Hmm. Come on. Um, like pecking bird oh there's a pecking bird in the witch no. yeah there's no. a raven that pecks mm, sorry not, not, no? on, not on the list not on the list sorry mm-hmm. so it has to be on your list well these are these are the movies that i researched that literally have birds in them not like a bird is in one scene of a movie these these are these are movies that in, that are that the, the sole uh storyline is about birds um what about the birds too there was no birds too <laughs> Fuck. Nope. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> All right. Bird, birds know. three, though. That's a good answer. Mm. I don't fucking know. No, you can't. I, I got I guess. Rob. What about Birdemic? Oh, Birdemic! Ooh. I have heard of that. Is mm-hmm. that real? Birdemic is on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you giving Laura that point, or is she already out, Greg? Mm-hmm. Oh no, she already, she already okay. Gave it she already out. Okay, so Laura, <laughs> Laura didn't get it. So Laura has negative one points too. Oh man, you guys suck at this game. Yeah, this this list has yeah Birdemic. There's Birdemic Two, The Resurrection. There's oh. there's a a movie called Caw, like like a bird caw. Uh, there's a bird a movie called like Beaks, like a bird's beak. It's called Beaks. Wow. I mean, these sound made up. <laughs> I okay. They, these are not made up. I didn't spend like a, my whole weekend researching to make up movies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other one that I wanted to shout out was a 2008 movie called Thanks Killing, and that's about, I guess, like turkeys killing people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So we have to we have to actually watch that in November. That, sound, that, that right? sounded pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, okay. 
All right, so right now the score is negative one to negative one. All right, so. I need another cocktail. We were Laura, we were so good at the game. We just blew right past all the questions last episode. He was like, you know what? The next episode. Oh. He's like, I'm going to make them look like dumbasses. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys fucked me in the labyrinth of conjecture, you know? So now I'm coming back wow. hard on you guys now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a laced peach and you guys are eating it and you guys are in some kind of daze now. <laughs> All right, so next uh, next animal is is a uh, fish. Okay. Okay, I got it. Which does include sharks and whales. I can name seven. Seven. Wow. Seven. Okay, Laura, what do you think, Laura? How many do you think you can guess? I'm gonna go eight. Whoa, dang. Laura. What? <laughs> wow, Laura's going eight. What do you think, Greg? You think you can do nine, or are you gonna let Laura try to get another negative point? Based on your guys' track record, I don't know why you're going more than one. Greg is literally counting on his fingers right now. <laughs> I can I can name eight as well. Okay, well, that's not more. I have to beat it? Yeah, you have to go higher. You have to go higher. Mm-hmm. So you can go nine or you can opt out. Come on, Greg. Oh, Howling no. high can you go? I'll I'm go out. nine. Okay, go I'm nine. done. You're topping yourself? Okay. All right. <laughs> Laura topped herself and went nine. Okay. Oh, I thought he was. No, nope, oh, he didn't. Shit, no, nope. sorry. Myself. Yeah, okay. I could have mm-hmm. done eight. Yeah, oh, you could have done eight. Mm-hmm. I hope you lose okay. by one now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, so I get to try, right? Fucking nine. Wow. This is going to be crazy. Okay. All right, Laura, let's go. There are three jaws. Okay. True. Jaws one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There are, I think, two piranhas. Yes. Okay. Two piranhas. There's the original piranha, and then there's piranha double D, which I think we should watch that one, too. (laughs) That's fucked up. Ooh. Um, I think there are two... um, Fuck! What's the fuck? It's like it's the dumb, dumb, dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you got five I seconds. think <laughs> I think there are two of those Sharknado movies, right? I think there's more though, but I'm gonna say two. You're gonna say two? Okay, so you have yeah, because you have seven right now. You need two more, Laura. Oh, two perfect. More. And then the other ones that don't have sequels, I was thinking of, are um, Open Water. Yes, Open Water. Okay, one more. Can and you then. Get- there's this other one. I can't think of exactly what it's called. It's called like into the deep, into the deep sea. Um, deep blue sea. There you go. Yeah. You got it. Deep blue sea. Correct. Deep blue sea. Well done. Good job, Laura. Wow. I'm surprised you got that. Damn. Hey Rob, wasn't there a a Piranha 3D as well? I believe there was. Yeah. But that one wasn't as funny as Piranha Double D. Yeah, and there's actually four Jaws movies. There's Jaws the Revenge, oh. which is the fourth movie. Um, and there is six Sharknado movies. <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking kidding me. There's, oh there's my God. Six, six of them. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, good job, Laura. We finally got our first point. So, right now the score is zero well, to negative one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does it. Okay, so next uh, next animal now, okay? So we got three more animals, okay? Three more animals, okay? It's giving me a headache. Stressing <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I think anytime you start talking about Sharknado, you're going to get a headache. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right, so next one. Uh, next one, we got reptiles. So it's reptile oh, horror God. movies. Movies that I mean, include reptiles in them. All right, so Greg, how many reptile horror movies do you think you can name? I can do um, four. Four. Wow. Okay. Four. Okay. Laura, what do you think? How many reptile movies? No, I can't do four. I have and no idea. You used all your brain cells on, on the sharks. 
Okay. So you're, you're opting out, Laura? You're opting out? Wait, reptiles. Mm-hmm. Anything in the reptile family? Yeah, pretty much anything with scales. I think I can do five. Okay, Laura's going five now. Greg, what do you think, Greg? Can you do six or are you going to opt out? I can do six. Wow, okay. We got the six now. Laura, where are you at? Nah. You're at, Laura. You're out. Okay. Yeah. All right, Greg. So we got, here you go, Greg. This is your redemption story right here. Okay. Can you get to zero points? Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, Greg, try to name six horror movies that include reptiles. There are two Lake Placids. Right. Okay. One and two. All right. Got two there. We've also got Crawl. We just watched that. Yes. You got Crawl. You got three. Um... Also, we've got snakes, so anaconda. Got anaconda, okay. That's my four, right? Got four, two more. So I can tell you that there are 10 Godzilla movies. Godzilla doesn't count. Godzilla doesn't count? That, those are not horror movies. He's the biggest reptile who ever lived. Those are not horror movies. Oh, man. Sorry, Greg. Mm-hmm. You were so confident thinking Godzilla. That's what I had in my mind. I was going to name you Mechagodzilla, Mothra. Sorry. Oh, man. Okay, so what, what kind of reptiles are there, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Iguana. Oh, you know what? What about that movie, um, Tail? What is, what is that? Or claw, claw. I think, is it called Claw? Uh, Chomp. Are you just going to name things that they do, the animals do? <laughs> It, hey, it worked for the arachnids and it worked for, <laughs> it worked the, for the birds. It worked for the it birds. Worked for birds. That's true. Uh huh. All right. Well, you better keep guessing. I feel guessing like that. I can name like three more on top of this. Oh wow, dang, Laura, you should have you should have bid more, Laura. Sorry. Okay, I know. Okay, Greg. Well, I thought Greg was yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Rep, there's a there's a guy named Reptile. Literally, his name is Reptile yeah, in that movie. Okay. All right. No, sorry, Greg. All right, you got two more. I'll give you like 15 seconds. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me wreck my brain. I got this. I got this. I got this. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All those are amphibians. <laughs> oh. Also not horror. <laughs> oh my god. Iguana, uh, igu- Lake, oh, the island of iguanas. Okay, you're done, Greg. You're done. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Greg. Sorry. Greg, it's another negative. Oh, 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 oh negative. yeah. The island of Dr. Moreau. No? Okay. No, All right. Greg is at negative two points right now. Oh, man, Greg, you thought you had it, too. So you did say Anaconda, but you didn't say Anaconda 2 or Anaconda 3. Yep. Oh, I knew there were at least two. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was Ice Cube in those? No, I don't know who's in Anaconda 2, but Anaconda 3 is David Hasselhoff. So I thought for sure you'd know that one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a couple other funny ones that were on there. There's there's a 2012 movie called Piranaconda. Um, Then you have... Uh, a 2011 movie called Mega Python vs. Gatoroid. <laughs> and that one, to my surprise, was directed by Mary Lambert of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I definitely had to put that on the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was insane. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty crazy. Okay, all right. So right now the score is zero to negative two. Laura's winning with the zero right now. Um, <laughs> um, so, all right, so we're moving to the last two now. The last two are definitely, I think, the the two, I wouldn't say the best animals, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, so right now we got dogs slash wolves. So we got dogs slash wolves. All right, so how many, Laura, we'll start with you. How many movies do you think you can name horror movies that have dogs slash wolves in them? See, but I mean, yeah, there's some that are like could be horror, but I feel like you're gonna say it's not. There's well, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. There's one. Well, there's one on my list 
that I don't know if I would consider it horror, but uh, it has like a horror element, a murder to it. So I had to include it. I feel like I could name, oh God, four. All right, four. What do you think, Greg? I think she can name four. You're opting out. You're opting out then, Greg. You don't think you could do five? Um, does werewolf count? No, werewolves do not count. Oh, well, wait a second. <laughs> Laura, come on. Now that I know that, okay. what do you mean werewolves don't count? Werewolves do not count. We're talking about physical dogs or physical wolves, not a werewolf. Well, then I can't name four. Okay, then change. Jesus. Okay, then let's go back. Then let's change your change your number then. What do you think? <sighs> One? <laughs> the movie we reviewed? <laughs> okay, I think I can do two. Two? <laughs> okay, two. Okay, Greg, what do you think? Do you think you could do three? I could do more than two. I can do... I could do four. <laughs> okay. No werewolf. It can't be anything that even remotely is not pure bred wolf. Mm-hmm. He got to make up ground. So he has to get these. I do. I got to go all out. Just to tie the game. So that's true. Okay, Greg. So four movies, horror movies that include dogs or wolves. Go for it. Okay. The first one that I'm thinking of is, I think it's called Gray with Liam, Niel- Liam Nielsen. Liam Neeson. <laughs> that's not on my list. It's literally about just wolves and him surviving a wolf attack. I don't think I don't think I don't think they consider that I don't think they consider that horror, but I'll I'll give it to Laura if Laura wants to give you the point. It's on her. Every everybody gets eaten by wolves. That's I think that's more of like a sus- suspense movie, maybe. Maybe I've fire. never heard of it, so I don't know what mm-hmm. to tell you. I do know. All right, let's pretend it counts. Okay, let's pretend. Frozen because okay. there are wolves Frozen? eat everybody. Frozen, yes. Okay. I'm going to say Cujo. Cujo, too. Okay. Definitely, because you got to go with the dog. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Resident Evil. You have the zombie dogs who go around terrorizing everybody. Resident Evil is not on my list. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like one mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. It's They have a whole mess of shit mm-hmm. that terrorizes them. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you gray. I'll give you gray because like that I, I do know what that movie is and that just seemed like it should be considered borderline horror. So I'll give you three points right now. So you got to get one more though, Greg. Pet Cemetery. Is it two or three where the dog comes back? I think two. Two. Yeah, number two. Okay, correct. Pet yeah. Cemetery two with Eddie Furlong. Okay. Yes. So Greg got his four. Wow, good job, Damn. Greg. You made it. All right. So now the score is zero to negative one. Okay. It's a real game. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's move on to the final one here. So Greg has to get this correct just to break even, and then I'll have to try to come up with some type of tiebreaker, I guess. Oh, Greg can shit. do it. But uh, yeah. So our last one, obviously, is cats. Fuck. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Laura? I'll let you start. How many do you think you can why, guess? Why? Why I started on the last one? Because oh. Greg's just going to be like ten. <laughs> All right, Greg, how many of you think you can guess, Greg, knowing that you have to take control of the board here? Uh, like, realistically, mm-hmm. one. <laughs> one? Really? I'm surprised. Oh, man. With- okay, I'll do two. I'll do two. Okay, Laura's, Laura's, saying, Laura's saying two right now, Greg, so you literally have to do three just to try it. You, ha- you have to. Man, this is such a good game, man, because you got to put it on the line. I got to – okay, three. Three? Okay. Oh, my God. All right. So are you going to give up right there, Laura? Are you going to let him just do three? Yeah, I think I could probably do three, but I'm not, I can't do four. So. Okay. All right. So Greg is going to try to go for three to get the tie. All right, Greg, can you name three horror movies that include cats? Okay. Pet Cemetery out the way. Okay. Number one. Got one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> not a horror movie. Not, horror. not a horror movie. No. Oh God. How about, oh, obviously 
Cats? <laughs> Not a horror movie. Not horror. What about that movie, um, Claw? Claw? That's a horror movie, right? Is it Claw or Claws with an S? It's one of the two. I think it's about Santa Claus. <laughs> claw. Is it, it's either the Claw or Swipe? Is it Swipe? I think you're making shit up at this point. <laughs> what about, um, Don't Look Meow? That's a good thing. <laughs> Oh my god, this no, is... Or sorry. don't look me out to you. No, sorry, Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, you need, you need two more, Greg. You got two more. Uh, oh, 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 I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let the right one in. All those cats. <laughs> no. All those cats. Oh my god. <laughs> you gotta give me that one. Throw me, throw me a bone. No. Throw me I'll, a bone meow. I'll throw you. It's Mom. not about that, though. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you. That's worse than Resident Evil. I'll, I'll throw you a cat treat. I'll throw you a cat treat. All right? You got two. Great. Are you fucking serious? That is not even... <laughs> okay, uh, but I'll give you... You only got one more guess. So the next one that comes out of your mouth has to be right or wrong. No more time. This is... So, so you have one more shit. guess. One more guess. My eye is twitching. I'm so mad. <laughs> I know. Her, her Laura's hair is standing up like a cat. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, I can't, what? Oh my God. One last guess. Garfield. <laughs> okay, Greg loses. Greg loses, everybody. Laura wins. Laura wins. Do I? I have zero points. Well, yeah. Are you sure I even win? <laughs> but you have more than Greg, so you win the game. Zero to negative one. <laughs> well played, well played. Good job, Laura. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, you know, remind you guys, you know, don't embarrass me again on another game because I'm gonna <laughs> come I'm gonna come at you guys hard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Laura, for winning the the howling high can you go game. Thanks. Greg, you know, you tried. I worked really hard to prepare for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so, uh, so you know, if anybody wants to email us in any uh, movies that I left off my list, like I said, I tried to do as much research as I could on some of these movies, but there's definitely going to be some that I left off. Uh, you can email me at conjecturingpod at gmail, or you can hit us up Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to the movie now. So it's time to follow the path. Let's stay on that path and get to our movie this week. All right. So the movie, like we said, we're doing, we got Pet Cemetery, you know, and spoiler warning, okay? It's something I don't think we've said. I listened to the very, like, first and second episode, and we said spoiler warning, but I don't think we've said it in a long time. So just... It's just been implied. It's just been implied and just something, because I'm going to, actually, to be honest with you, I'm going to talk about the book a little bit today, and I'm going to talk about the sequel to Pet Cemetery, the remake, I'm sorry, the remake to Pet Cemetery, because I find the, all the endings are different, so I kind of wanted to talk about them. So, so spoilers for the book, spoilers for this. This movie and spoilers for the remake, I think, that just came out. Um, yes, yeah, so like we said, we're doing Pet Cemetery. We got 1989 movie. This is director uh, Mary Lambert, which we said she directed that killer shark first, I don't know, octopusy or something like that she directed. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Laura spit out those two movies, this one and that one. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> no in between. Laura spit her her drink like all over the place. She looked like a crazy cat. Oh my god, that was terrible timing. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh funny. God. Um, yeah. So this this move this was written by Stephen King because he adapted his novel himself, which I thought was really interesting. Um, it, yeah. it had a budget of eleven point five million. 
the box office, this made, you know, almost $60 million. So this wow. made a lot of money. So that was actually wow. really good. Um, Laura, do you want to take a little interesting facts? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there were a few interesting facts about this movie. Um, one, obviously, is the Ramon song, which I didn't realize that they made specifically for this movie. I mean, I guess that makes sense, obviously, but I, I don't know. I didn't realize that. So that was really cool. Um, Stephen King made a cameo. He plays um, the priest at a funeral during the movie. Um, he tends to make cameos. So we kind of knew that that was coming. Something I thought that was really fucking cool was that he, the book specifically, and then also kind of the movie was actually inspired by something that happened to him in real life. I had read this article and it's not in front of me, so I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but I guess he moved into a home that was also on a busy street and one of uh, Stephen King's children like almost ran out in the street and almost got hit by a truck. Um, so he wanted to write something about that feeling and like centered around grief, but also at the same time where he lived, they did have like a pet cemetery and it was spelled the same way, like spelled incorrectly. So he incorporated all that in the movie, which I thought was awesome. And then the only other fun fact that I really enjoyed was um, the casting of Fred Gwynn. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I had no idea he was in this movie and he plays Herman Munster in the Munsters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I guess I guess that um, the director got a lot of backlash because she wanted to cast him in this movie and he had already done the Munsters and people were like, oh, no one's going to take him seriously. But you know what? They're fucking wrong because he was my favorite character in this movie. So mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out where he was from because he has such an unmistakable voice the voice he, the, yeah. the way that he talks and i i didn't like look at it you know after but that's uh, yeah now that you say that so cool yeah um yeah like we said the 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 cast of this movie definitely i i didn't know anybody other than herman muster though you know nobody looked familiar to me oh the little boy the little boy oh, okay he's a lot of shit i do i do have the he's in a lot yeah of shit. i do have the little boy on here his name is miko hughes um and he's yeah. he's the kid from kindergarten cop that says boys have a penis girls have a vagina which is one of my favorite lines from that fucking movie it's uh the best line from like, yeah any movie yeah I feel like. exactly it's so yeah, good yeah <laughs> right when i saw this little like baby kid he's maybe what two two and a half something like yeah. that i was like is that the kid from his face looks almost identical um yeah so it was crazy and then i looked it up and i'm like holy shit that is that kid so yeah shout out to the to the penis vagina kid you know I, he was really good in this movie he was a, he was in a lot of stuff in that time though he yeah. was on full house he had a pretty recurring role in full house oh, um wow. and he actually was in one of the uh, later Nightmare on Elm Streets. Oh, wow. Hmm. I remember because it was one I used to watch on TV all the time. And I remember being like, that's the full house kid. Yeah, he probably likes the full house kid better than penis vagina kid. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so let's do, uh, Laura, do you want to do synopsis? Yeah. Um, so Pet Cemetery is based off of a Stephen King novel by the same name. Um, and it is a story of a family of four father, mother, and their two young children, a girl and a boy. Um, and they moved to a new house, like kind of off in the suburbs, but 
it's on this very dangerous, busy street, which is like a frequent truck route. And pretty much in the very beginning of the movie, the daughter's cat, who she loves very much, gets run over. Um, And the neighbor, Herman Munster, uh, kind of befriends this family and tells them about a pet cemetery and about some other things in the neighborhood and pretty much helps him (laughs) bring the cat back. And then the rest of the movie is just showing you what happens to things that are brought back also what a father will do when he is grieving i know you guys you guys got me again another dead child what are you guys doing to me it's called pet cemetery i thought they just do a bunch of goldfish and turtles and stuff (laughs) i literally thought it was going to be another cujo i was like all right cool dead animals rising from the cemetery no problem i had no Mm -hmm. fucking clue i know shocking (laughs) yeah definitely definitely yeah. Uh, does anybody want to start? Greg, do you want to start a little bit on this movie? You know, kind of what your you know initial thought was of it? Yeah, actually, when you start watching the movie, I don't know if you guys felt the same way. It felt very dated. Well, 89. Yeah, which still at that time, I, you know, I don't know what about it. I, I didn't, the the acting was actually a little bit stilted to, for me, you know, for the, a good majority of the movie, um, which was weird. But and that was actually the first thing that stood out to me, which I really wasn't a fan of, but um, it actually kind of grows on you as you get through the movie. It's kind of another slow burn movie, right? It's like an hour and a half of just kind of like tension and drama. And then suddenly the last 20 minutes, it's like a crazy horror fest, right? Um, so overall, like I, the, if you're used to watching modern horror movies, I think this is going to be weird for you because it just seems old. It just seems old. And, it being in the countryside, it seems extra old. No special effects, <laughs> with the exception of a couple ghosts and strange <laughs> apparitions. But um, yeah. Uh, let me let me let me jump on for a second, Laura, because what Greg something Greg talked about was pretty much one of my main things I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about with you guys. How um how dated this movie is and how the acting is so stiff and it's uh you know kind of hard to compare this to m- anything modern. And that's something I've really been battling with. I think this whole podcast whether it's nightmare on elm street whether it's uh people under the stairs you know all the older movies we reviewed i really have a hard time giving them higher ratings maybe than they deserve because i compare everything to things i like now which are just so much better directed acted i mean everything is so much better now compared to something that was probably older that it's just something that I know I have to try to work on. And something I really tried to do during this movie was try to think of it as like, this came out then, consider that. Don't try to compare it to anything modern. Um, I think, I think Laura, you guys, you and Greg have both have talked about it before, that you guys do that and you do it well. You're able to kind of separate those two things. This is something that I purposely went into this movie watching and had a thought process in my head of I need to do this because I can't be in like any movie that we we review from earlier than 2000 I'm going to automatically be like it's crap because I'm trying to compare everything and I can't do that so it's just you know it's something I'm trying to do for this movie I don't know if this is the right movie to do it for but it was definitely uh something I purposely when I watched this movie um thought about so just letting you and all the listeners know (laughs) that's something I'm trying to really work on fair yeah yeah uh so what do you what was your kind of initial overall uh opinion laura real quick well i just want to piggyback on what you were saying i mean i i think that maybe greg and i have seen more horror movies set in like the 80s but i 
I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of Greg right now, at least for me. I definitely every time in the beginning have to be like, Laura, this came out in the 80s. I mean, it's I definitely will give it slack. In fact, in this movie, there were two things giving it slack for me. The fact that it was in the 80s, came out in the 80s, and also that it was a Stephen King like story. So there are a lot of things where you're just like, okay, I have to forgive this. But, but then on that same side, then you watch a movie like Lost Boys, you know, or a movie like Halloween, let's say. And it's like, oh, man, this is really good for the 80s, you know? That's true. Um, so I just wanted to let you know, like, that's that's totally fair. I I do that. I still have to tell myself, okay, same with the nineties. Okay. This came out in the nineties. Like I have to remember that, you know, I know I might, uh, I might have to rewatch the faculty. I don't know. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's not the same. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. All right. Good. I I didn't really want to go back to that one. Okay. All right. So yeah, you know, my first thoughts when it started were like, it, it was fun in the beginning. It was fun. Here I am thinking it's going to be about like creepy animals. And I would say the first like 20, maybe even longer than that. I, I don't know how long I was like, okay, this is not scary for me. That's okay. You know, a lot of movies that we talk about aren't, aren't necessarily scary, but I still enjoy them. Um, came out in the eighties. I just felt like it was fun and it was like kind of quirky. And I was like, okay, you know, these are probably reasons why people like people under the stairs, honestly. But the difference is, I kept comparing it to that, is that I was not scared for a freaking second in People Under the Stairs. But in this movie, I still felt like a slight creep factor from the Mm get-go. I was like, it's still a little creepy. And as the movie went on, I started to feel more tense. I was never actually scared, but I felt tense. And then when it moves past just a cat coming back and hissing at people, like big whoop, and into like there being ghosts and unfortunately the death of their young, young son. Like the story was, it doesn't matter for me how this movie like happened. I mean, okay, it's not, they may have not done it very well, but the story was so shocking to me that even though I wasn't scared, I just felt icky and I was super creeped out. Um, yeah. And like the way the son died, they didn't show it, but it happened in such a gruesome way, which I was a little shocked for the 80s as well. Um, I, my, probably my favorite part of the movie is that helpful ghost. Really? Oh he, yeah. Like he was super ugly, and, but he helped them out the whole time. And I just was like, okay, this adds to the fun, funness of the movie. And it was very unique. I feel like I don't see that very often. Um, But I will say that at the very end, like I was super creeped out at the end. And okay, so spoiler, obviously their young son dies. He decides to bury him in the Indian burial grounds because he knows he's going to come back. And he's thinking like, okay, if he comes back bad, I'll just kill him again. No problem. But it's better than what I'm dealing with. And I mean, the little boy is super creepy. Good little actor. God, Mm -hmm. I don't know how old he was. I'm fucking nuts. He did really well. But there was um, this scene where you're at the mom's parents' home and they have this painting of like this ch- weird chubby kid that's in like this blue velvet robe with like, I think was a cat, but also kind of looked like a pig. I-, I was very confused, but I remember seeing the painting and being like, I am super creeped out hmm. by this painting. 
And then sure enough, here I am thinking this is just like some weird painting. It's not going to have anything to do with the movie. And then the little boy comes fucking dressed up. Oh, was that as it? this? Yes. Oh. With like the cane and the top hat. Oh. And I was like, holy fucking shit. It doesn't matter any of the negative I felt about this movie. The fact that that came back and that the little boy who was already creepy dressed like that. I was like, damn, that's pretty sick for the 80s. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I, <laughs> I didn't think it was like a great movie. But I think I went into it with zero expectations and hearing that it was like super cheesy. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. When that little kid popped out with the hat and the cane, I didn't remember the picture. So I was, I wrote down in my notes, why is he like a little pimp? Like, wh- <laughs> oh. why is, what is this? I don't know. Wh- I didn't see the picture, I guess. Cause yeah. The painting is horrifying. Hmm. And it's of course, right after you see these scenes where you get this backstory on the mom when she grew up, she had a much older sister who had spinal meningitis and it was terrifying. This, you know, the mom is a young girl and having to take care of this older sibling who might as well have been a ghost. I mean, she was, she was like mama. It was fucking horrifying. Creepier than mama. Creepier than mama oh, for sure. I was fucking and then, creeped like, out. Right, but then right after that scene, where they show her as a young girl and dealing with that and the death of her sister, they show the painting. And I just remember being like, Oh my God, I don't like this. <laughs> Rob, it's so funny that we were on the same page when he, when he came out with like the hat and the coat and the cane, I thought that the native Americans turn him into a pimp, but it didn't occur to me that it was from that painting. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely talking about the, the, you know, the, the wife in this movie and the sister, like, yeah, definitely the sister creeped me out the most in this movie. I mean, we've talked yeah. about my thing with, you know, the way people move and she definitely was moving weird and just the the practical effect of the, you know, like it looks like cheesy, you know, shitty makeup and cheesy like prosthetic stuff. But for some reason, it got to me. Oh, my God. Every time they showed her, I was like, oh, fuck, that is creepy as hell. You know, and then there's like the one scene where she... Right after the kid is in the hat and the cane and then she then she like kind of not transformed, but then she's there in the room and she kind of like shuffles really quickly towards her. Oh. Um, but I did want to ask you guys, because I was kind of confused. Was the sister embodying the kid? Was she like a spirit I don't know. inside of him? I mean, I don't know if it's the whole thing with the, you know, being so close to that, whatever you want to call it, you know, Indian burial area. I know the ghost a couple of times said something like, you know, don't cross the line or whatever. So I don't know if the fact that the house is so close that just any spirit can kind of come and help or, you know, talk. So that because like you have the you have the one guy there that Laura loved which I thought was fucking ridiculous. I was like, why is this guy comic relief in this movie? Why is this guy like making puns and jokes? But see, I think this is where I gave it permission. Like it was the eighties and he was so scary looking. And you're like, this guy's up to no good. Like he's fucking haunting everyone. And then he's like helping out. I don't know. I was laughing. I was like making, I thought he was making jokes. He was making jokes. The truck driver's like, all right, see ya. And he's like, this is also where I must part ways. And I'm like, oh, sweet. You just have your fucking head blown off in one part and an eye missing or glossed over. This is fucking hilarious. I think like how he was so committed to helping Lewis because he was like, oh, you tried to save my life. But literally when when he came into his um, medical examination table after being hit by a truck, you know, he literally just looked at him and was like, I can't save you. Like he didn't do anything to try to save his life. So I don't know why 
he was suddenly committed to being like, oh, I need to help you and guide your journey. I didn't stand it. So like, I'm kind of more on Rob's side. Like I didn't really get what Lewis's purpose yeah. was. He was like flying on the plane with her. And I don't know. I guess- <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, it was just- <laughs> that was so funny. There, it just, I don't know. It was just. <laughs> It just felt so out of place. I wanted it to be strictly like horror and creepy. And every time they tried to like make it like a little funny, I just felt weird to me. You know what it is? I think I just uh, going in with no expectations and being surprised in so many different ways, like surprised it actually was pretty creepy and surprised by the actual story. And then surprised by this funny little character. I don't know. But see, to me, what I don't like is this, is this movie is, is, deals with such a heavy subject i feel like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right to laugh at anything i mean that's true it's not like whenever i feel like laughing at at that i was like man i don't know if i can like the whole purpose the whole focus of this movie is this kid's this guy's kid dying and him trying to bring him back and all that so like like i could see how you know people would be on board with that but for, for me like rob said it just felt uncomfortable to find that humorous yeah for sure i mean i again like i said i don't know that they did it well but yeah it was it was very shocking it was very serious and another thing that i really i don't know why i liked this so much but i liked how it was clear that they had uh the husband and wife had a slightly tense um relationship when it came to talking about afterlife from the beginning Mm -hmm. because he's a doctor and so he's seeing it, you know, probably scientifically. And it's it's clear from the beginning, even though it's never said, that he probably just does not believe in the afterlife. He doesn't seem like he believes in it at all. Um, and so then, you know, they have a few conversations where she gets upset about conversations around the subject. And he says things like, I know you don't like to talk about this. You're thinking, okay, she does believe in it. And that's probably an argument that they have in their marriage. And I love how there's a scene where he is trying to comfort his daughter. And even though you could tell he doesn't believe it, he kind of, because she's young, he tells her like, oh yeah, sure. I believe in an afterlife. And you see the wife behind uh, the kitchen wall crying. And so then you're thinking, oh, well, maybe she's really happy he told the daughter that, or maybe she's happy thinking, oh, maybe he does believe that. So they have a private conversation about it later. And he says, oh, I know, I'm sure you, I know you overheard this conversation and I know how you feel about the subject. I won't talk about it anymore. Come to find out that she actually is hoping there isn't an afterlife because she's so traumatized by her sister Mm -hmm. and hoping that she isn't out there and isn't going to come back for her. And that blew my mind. I they threw it in so quickly. I know I'm being very wordy with this, but they threw it in so quickly. And I was like, man, it's another example about how this movie has really serious subject matter. And again, like for the eighties, I was shocked. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, let's talk a little bit about, I think the biggest thing in this movie. Well, for me, it was the biggest thing is, is the child's death is, you know, like you said, you know, uh, him, doing whatever he can to try to bring this child back, even with knowing for a fact what could possibly happen of that impossible choice and, you know, what he has to do. Uh, like we said, I don't think any of any of us knew what was going on in this movie at that point. No. I, I, I feel like I knew early on when they started showing the trucks driving by quickly and the kid almost ran in the street. I'm like, all right, definitely foreshadowing this kid's going to die. But the I didn't think that. <laughs> you did it? <laughs> no. 
I like I said, I thought it was all going to be animals. I thought it was going to be like cats and dogs. And I was like, this is going to be fun. To be honest with you guys, the scene that got me the most, and I'm going to be honest, like I cried, was the scene where he's where he, when he dug up the sun and he like held him for, oh, it was a good like five yeah. seconds where he's just holding him. And I, I started crying. I started crying. I have a two and a half, almost three-year-old son. So this movie really like hit hard on me because literally that's, I think, about the age of this kid in this movie. He looks like he's around two years old. Yeah. You know, seeing that and his grief and, and you know, it really, it got to me, you know, because like Greg talks about you, you, you know, as a moviegoer, part of you, you embody the person in that movie and you want to put yourself in those shoes. And for that scene in that moment, that was really hard for me to watch having a little boy of my own. And it was, uh, it was tough to watch, you know, uh, cheesy or not, you know, it didn't really matter. It was just all about that scene and just how poignant that, that moment was for me. And I really liked, you know, if, if it was, you know, the director Mary Lambert's decision to really like, you know, let it stay there for a bit. Like I said, it was like five seconds of just him holding the kid, you know, instead of just cutting quickly away. But that was a really tough scene for me to watch, you know, and, and, and that 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 alone, I thought, was really, uh, really powerful. See, that's it, it, in a way, this is very similar to our last episode of The Invitation and them showing those scenes. Like, I remember Greg was talking about that scene where the dad is like envisioning the son's room and he's like on the pillow with the son and how a scene like that, which that movie came out in. I forget 2017 or something mm. it can, you know, make us all like almost tear up. It's just hits home and it's mm-hmm. very powerful. And then you see a movie like this. And like you said, maybe the acting's terrible. Maybe we have a lot of questions. Maybe it's cheesy, but a scene like that for the eighties mm-hmm. to really get us. I mean, that's gotta be worth something, you know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, because I definitely wanted to ask you guys, like, what would you have done? You put yourself in that situation where you're, we, we all have children. You know, Laura's definitely the oldest of them. But still, like, yeah, you, knowing what you know, knowing this guy, what he knows in this movie, would you risk trying to bring him back and just hope for the best? You know, I, I think I would. I would have done exactly what he did. I, I would have been like, I'm going to try, you know, uh, there's, I, there's nothing else I can do. How can I not try? How can I ever look back and think I didn't do all I could crazy or not? You know, how, what, what would you guys do? You know, God, I don't know. <laughs> it's a really, really deep, tough question to put on the spot. <laughs> I, I, honestly, Rob, I'm, I'm more along the lines of what, with what you're saying it's like when you watch the movie you see that he's clearly like addicted to this notion of reanimating the dead he does it with the cat first then he goes into you know tries it with the son and i think it's actually kind of pertinent that he's a doctor right and uh, what a doctor's main job they they get their value like their importance by saving lives and by mm. keeping people from dying so you have to understand like if i think if i'm Lewis, like molecule for molecule, like I am him, you, you, that's what you do, you know, like, you know, you don't know, forget about what the old man told you about what happened in the past when it was tried, forget about what you saw with the cat. It's like he said, there was a line where he said, oh, if it doesn't work, then I'll just put him back to sleep. Okay. He was, didn't have the right foresight as we saw toward the end of the movie, but that actually 
means, but that's what his rationale is. And I, I honestly, it's like, it sounds crazy as a viewer. You're like, clearly a bad idea. Indian burial ground for the 10th movie in a row. We know this is the most evil thing to, to ever like screw with. You know, if you're him, that's exactly what you do. It's your, it's your son, you know, yeah. it's your, it's your child. Also, there's an idea that he didn't believe in an afterlife. You know, he's a doctor and he's scientific and just never, you could tell, never believed in it. And then to all of a sudden have something that he's witnessed for the first time in his life and he's dealing with grief and he's desperate and he's like, oh my God, there is something else. So yeah, I mean, I agree. If being him, if I'm him, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do, you know, as Laura and, 2020 i don't know (laughs) i i kind of don't even want to think about it i know know you want to like have a deep conversation about it but i just but this whole movie what was that for me it was like i honestly you're watching the movie and you don't want to watch it it's like this had to have been like the hereditary of the 1980s like you're watching this and you don't even want to think about you don't want to go to the places that it's asking you to go yeah 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 um yeah, do you guys wanna do you guys wanna call out a couple good things you liked and a couple bad things? I know we kind of talked about the acting; it's definitely stiff for the time and, and and cheesiness and this and that. You know, if there's anything else you guys want to point out. So the the part about well, you know, when the cat got hit by the car, and then when they he had to pull it off of the lawn, and it was like it was just. I mean, what movie do you see someone actually getting their hands and getting like roadkill off the ground? It was like. It was gross. I didn't like it, but I just, I knew it was very effective and you could tell the cat was dead. So that made it more interesting that he was able to get it back to life by burying it in that, in that soil up there. Um, also that the, the Native American burial grounds, like when they first took the shot of it from like the overhead view, it looked so creepy to me. Yeah. Right? It kind of yeah. looked like, like Blair Witchish, you know. And signs. Mm-hmm. Very signs. like signs, yeah. It was like in yeah. the middle of nowhere. They took a hike for like an hour. I don't know why he didn't ask him where he was going. That was one of my negatives. Aren't you gonna freaking ask Jed why you're walking like a mile to bury this cat? But okay, that aside, when they actually got there, it looked so creepy. And I thought they made just the design of it look so sketch. Yeah. Also, uh <laughs> when Lewis is in the tub. It's kind of funny, but also gross. And then the the cat like tosses the dead rat in there. It literally, it kind of looked like someone off to the side of the camera just threw a rat in the tub, which is <laughs> kind of funny. But then when you find out the cat did it because he's evil now. Um, he's not even really evil. <laughs> oh, I, I want to know your theory about the cat. So he brought the cat back to life. And I thought the cat like hissed more than usual. And yeah, his- the eyes glow and he hisses at Lewis, but he's chilling. He's just like... Like, I have a cat that hisses at all of us, you know, an older cat. And she, that's just so what some old grumpy cats do. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? This isn't an evil cat. I thought, Come I'm, on, I'm man. I'm glad they didn't make him, like, evil, like, have two heads or, like, jump 10 feet in the air. Because that actually gave Lewis good reason to think that, okay, well, he's slightly altered, but he's not well, totally changed, you know? So then it maybe gave him motivation to be like, okay, I can do this, you know? Um, and then, gosh, like... I don't know. I guess we're not, we haven't gotten to the end yet, but maybe we'll get there. But like right before that, like I, I'm with you, Rob, that scene where he digs up his son. I was like, man, that was just so heavy. Um, mm-hmm. So that, so those were things that I thought just were effective. I don't know if I was pleased by them because it's just a bad, it's just a, 
you know, downward spiraling movie the whole way. But it was so effective. And as a horror yeah. movie, you got to give it props. Um, stuff I didn't like, again, the, the dialogue within, there were a bunch of things that I didn't really get. Like, I, I really wasn't sure, like I talked about Pascal's role, what he was there yeah. for. And then Ellie, the daughter, she's got these premonitions. She has like the shining where before something happens, she's like so accurate. And she like wakes up in the middle of the night and complains to her mom that she had a dream of the their cat got killed and two men buried her. And I thought, okay, like you're literally saying verbatim what's going to happen in the next scene. And she does it like three or four times. And I thought that kind of diffused from the story and I thought why does she have these like pinpoint accurate premonitions like I maybe you guys can if you know I, why I feel like I know why I think it's I think it's that because she mentions is it Pascal I, I didn't know if that was his name or what they were saying but she mentions that he told her yeah. oh Pascal told me so it's almost like he also is telling her these things but we're not seeing it from her point of view we only see it really from the dad and mom's point of view. Oh, that's what I'm missing. So if you were like be in her dreams, he would appear to yeah, her. Yeah. Okay. I think so. That makes a little more sense. So that that kind of like closes that loop for me, which is okay. So that was pretty much it. Like uh, I didn't think that they were, it was too overwhelming to say that it was a it was a bad movie. It definitely has a bunch of like weird flaws in it, but uh, over yeah, overall it was like more good and, and haunting stuff than bad to me. Yeah. Do you want to give yours, Laura? Do you want to talk about the cat right away? Well, no, I, I think I've already gone into detail about what I liked and didn't like, but I, I think overall, if you needed like a quick answer, my favorite character was Herman Munster, Judd. I mean, I thought, I thought he did a really good job, especially going in knowing that the director got like shit for casting him, having already played that role. And I was like, oh man, like he did a really good job. And then on that same... <laughs> Uh, note, I think that the dad, Lewis, out of every single movie that we have watched for this podcast was the worst fucking actor <laughs> and worst fucking acting I have seen. Ouch. I'm sorry. No way. Nancy. Oh, what about please. What about Killer Clowns, though? Killer Clowns should win a fucking Oscar <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> oh wait, so so you're you're revising your score again? You're going from two point four to two point five now? I did did I even give it a two? I don't even think I gave it a two well, point. I think we gave it a one. Okay, a one I think Greg and I went up to a one. Okay, well you are you going up to a two now? I just won an Oscar. No, I'm not going back. I'm just saying that this his acting was terrible. So my overall score is probably gonna reflect that, but I think that I've said enough about what I think this movie did really well and what I did like. And so it's pretty impressive that I was able to get over that and also see all these other things because this was truly the worst acting I'd ever seen. In my what life was the worst scene for, for you with him? Like, I mean, I'll admit that when, when his son does die, he does like get a little bit better. Like you do see his grief. And then from there, he's just fucked up and he does a, okay job with that but before that he's super monotone there's a scene where he calls his family on the phone he's by himself i think this is the scene where the cat dies and he's trying to take care of that and he's talking to his daughter and he talks to her and he's being just a weird awful actor father figure and then his baby son comes on with his adorable voice and it's like i love you daddy and he's just like and doesn't say a fucking word back and i'm like tell your son you fucking love him 
what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, in the whole beginning of the movie, it was like he was a robot. Like, okay, can you at least try? Honestly, overact. If you're a bad actor, then overact. But nothing. I got nothing from this guy. Do something. Oh, wow. it was terrible. Yeah, I know. Was that grinding your gears? This guy's I acting? think it might have been. Sorry, I just blew it. Yeah. <laughs> That was it. Grinded your gears. My leg is shaking right now like, really fast. So oh, wow. it's been a, it's been a very, uh, very irritating episode for you overall. You've been all agitated. <laughs> but I mean, I, I said, you know, this last hour, I've been talking about the things I did like about it and some of the deeper storylines and yeah, but oh, the acting, his acting. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to something Greg kind of talked about. Let's get to the end of this movie. Let's get to the actual end end of this movie with the, you know, definitely, like I said, the child definitely comes back and tries to kill everybody, kills Jed, kills the mom, um, kills everybody. Uh, the dad definitely, the dad has to kill the son. So he, whatever gives him some type of chemical and kills him. I do love the kid's last line where the ca- the, ki- <laughs> the, li- the little kid is like, no fair. And then he just no falls on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That was such like, think, a funny line. <laughs> I think if you have a toddler, which the three of us do. Uh, yeah. Like hearing a little kid be like, no fair. I mean, that is so spot on. And then it's sad because it's very sad subject matter. And the fact that he, is dying and saying no fair, Mm -hmm. but he's already an evil baby. I don't know. I laughed. I thought that was pretty funny. I I thought the kid, when he was doing like his angry face, when he was like a ghost or whatever, or, you know, I was like, I was like, this kid's a great actor. He's like two and a half. He's better than the guy. Oh, way better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Yeah, So after that, you know, we get into the, the final bit of this movie, which is, you know, this, this husband has lost his son, I guess, completely forgets he has a daughter, but then what he does is, uh, takes his dead wife and thinks to himself, okay, you know, let's uh, try this again. Let's try this, I guess, a third time now, you know? Three times a charm. <laughs> yeah, think- <laughs> thinking, telling himself that, you know, I waited too long to do the kid. She'll come back and be fine. So, yeah, he does the same thing again. She comes back. Um, he's playing cards and everything. She walks in and whatever the hell she says to him, my darling, or something like that. And with her pus coming out of her eye. Yeah, and squirting out of her eye. Nasty. Ew. And then, yeah, then they start making out. And then, you know, I guess I guess she, like, reaches for a knife and kind of the scene cuts there, I guess, you know, and you pretty much assume what happened. Um, but, yeah, just that, that ending was pretty crazy. You know, what do you guys think of the ending with the wife coming back again for the third time? I thought it was kind of dumb. Like, are you going to do it a third time? I, I'm, I'm glad that it was quick. Because at that point, I didn't know how much longer of the movie was left. And I was like, oh, my God, really doing this again? I liked it. At that point, I thought he's like over the edge. Why not just keep going over the edge? The house burned down. Oh, shit. He didn't care. I mean, I thought, but that, that's totally the, the doctor in him. Like, oh, I can do more. I can do it. I can do it. I can defy the odds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if there's any other better way to end the movie, but. I thought it was, I honestly, when she goes up to him, she's like this like melting pot of flesh and he goes to kiss her. I didn't even watch that. I was like, ugh. That was fucking nasty. Yeah. It was nasty. Yeah, definitely. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, so the book ending and then the remake ending. So in the book, it's pretty much exactly the same thing that happens at the end. He tries to bring her back at the very end though. All it does is show Rachel walking in and then all it, it cuts the black and all you hear is her saying, my darling and like that's it 
So the the book is very ambiguous the way it ends. Hmm. The book is more like, you know, is she going to be fine? Is she not? And that's kind of how the book ends. This movie definitely makes you decide, you know, lets you know that, you know, she's just going to kill this fool. So I don't know which one is better. I assume, I don't know which one you would prefer uh, between those two. Um, probably the book. I'm guessing the book is definitely going to be better. But uh, I thought it was interesting. The remake, though, that just came out, I believe, last year, they went completely different direction. And I don't think it didn't get good reviews. It's actually a worse Rotten Tomato rating than this movie we're doing right now. So I don't even know if it's worth the watch, but the ending is so different. I think I would give it a try. So I guess the ending of the the remake is, uh, first of all, the daughter's the one that dies in in the remake, not the not the little boy. So the daughter dies. So the the father brings the daughter back. Then the mother dies, but then the daughter brings the mother back which is crazy. So then it's the mother and the daughter both trying to kill the dad. And then I guess at the end, they end up killing him and they take the dad back to get reanimated. And the very end of the remake is the only person that's alive is the little boy, which is the complete opposite of the book and the movie. They flipped it 180. And the last shot of the remake is the little boy like trapped in a car and all you see is the reanimated mother, father, and daughter all approaching the car. And it just shows the, the son smiling. And then it cuts the credits. Oh, shit. Which I think is really fucked up, which I actually think might be the best ending out of all of them, though. I kind of want to watch it now. I, I know. Mean- <laughs> that, that was my thing when I read it was like, I don't, it's, I heard it's, it's, it's a worse movie than this movie, but that ending is so fucked up that I'm like, damn, that might be fucking worth it. And, and I read That's an article, crazy. yeah, I read an article about with the director and the writers of it that said they had three different versions. One was a straight, like, kind of remake ending. One was a little bit darker, and one was what they went with, which was, they said, the darkest of them all. Which I'm like, dang, that's you gotta you're going all the well, way to there. So yeah, I give them credit for going that, but that's a definitely I thought it was interesting that the book, the remake, and then of course this one uh are all different endings, you know, which is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, did uh Laura already said what bothered her in this movie was the acting. Greg is uh is Graves gonna make an appearance? Is he getting dug up tonight? <laughs> uh okay, yeah, yeah, I'll say a little bit. Yeah, he's gonna pop out. Okay. All right. All right. Let's uh let's let's go to the Indian burial ground. We're walking over. We got to dig dig grave up. All right. We're digging them up tonight. Ooh yeah, the cat mask. Cat mask. Cat mask. Can I talk about. All right. So grave is here, everybody. Grave is here. He's wearing a cat mask. He's a black cat. Uh. So what what do you got, Grave? I actually just wanted to. To touch on one quote, and I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on on it. Um, like I said, the, the, if I could like retitle this movie, I would call it "The Mystery of Death." Like we talked about earlier, there's so many perspectives on on death and what it means, and just how horrifying it is, you know, to to the living, you know, uh, when it happens. But the quote that I, for some reason, I had to pause and exactly hear what Judd was saying. He says it a couple times. So the quote is. The soil of a man's heart is stonier. A man grows what he can, then he tends it. Because what you buy is what you own, and what you own comes back home to you. And it was kind of a, a, a vague, <laughs> this math looks so ridiculous, I <laughs> love it. Hey, hey we're, uh, we're matching, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> but do you guys remember that quote? Like, did you stop to think like, well, what the, what is he talking about? It seemed very vague, right? Yeah, I, I heard it multiple yeah. times and I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Herman Munster. 
I yeah. literally had to, <laughs> I had to write it down and then just kind of like look at it. So my thinking is that it's so e- in this movie, it's so easy, quote unquote, easy to bring something back from the dead. You know, he, they just bury the cat. They go out to the site, they bury the cat the next night it walks home. But um, what I think he's saying here is when he says the soil of a man's heart is stonier, a man grows what he can, then he tends it. I think w- what he's trying to say is like, your heart isn't, you know, a man's heart is not like ground you can just cultivate. You can just replace it and it's so easy to grow things. It's stonier. Like imagine soil that's very rocky and it's very hard to plant things. And, but he, what he's saying is that he grows what he can in his heart and he tends it. So he's saying like, there's already a limited amount of space for the things to, for a man to love and nurture in his heart. So he's trying to give a warning to Lewis by saying, stop trying to, you know, he's giving a warning to, about refusing to let go of the dead. You know, he's like giving the analogy that he thinks Lewis is trying to water a dead plant. You know, and he's like, why are you, don't try to water a dead plant and, and try to resurrect something that, that's already gone. When you already have limited space, deal with the plants that you already have and that you're tending to, which to me are his wife, and his daughter. He became so obsessed with like the cat and then with his son that he, you know, totally forgot to treat his wife and his his daughter with the remaining love that he had. So I thought that was like what Judd's warning is. And then he, the final part of that quote, he says, what you buy is what you own and what you own comes back home to you. I think what he's saying there is like, instead of, uh, imagine you're planting vegetables and you're cultivating it in your, in your garden, in your home, and you're paying great attention to, and this is yours, right? Well, you could easily just go out to the market and buy some corn from or some tomatoes because you don't want to deal with what you have here you just want to go out and buy it but the problem is is you buy it and you take it home you're bringing back with you all the negative crap that comes with it maybe it's got like pesticides or maybe it's uh it's doesn't taste good or for whatever reason but you're bringing it into your home and he's trying he's trying to say well forget about doing all that stuff out there trying to bring back your child and do that you know um just pay attention to the little garden that you have you know because your heart is already stony enough that it can't grow all these types of plants so and it got me thinking like why is this movie even called pet cemetery when the whole the whole movie is about the indian burial ground up the hill right where Mm -hmm. and i i realized why it's called that and and this is at least what i think and what i put down was it's called pet cemetery because the cemetery is where we should actually focus our grief. It's where we should honor the memory of our loved ones, you know, and that's in the beginning of the movie when, the, when, the, when Judd first showed them the cemetery and he said, well, this is where the dead speak and they were kind of freaked out and he goes, oh, not really, but this is where we think about the great memories of, of the ones that have passed, you know, and I think it's called Pet Cemetery because that's really where we should focus what remaining energy we have is like the, the good memories and the thoughts and the bonds that we share, you know, with each other. It takes away from the selfish aspect or, you know, if you want to call it that of like, well, what happens to me when I die? Where will I go? What happens, you know, and what this movie does is like speaks to that. It's like, well, what happens to the people who are left, you know, behind us and and what do we do with that memory you know when they're gone so um i just thought that was important i thought the movie really like touched on all those all those themes wow 
No, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you you tried to break it down because, like I said, I, I didn't know what that guy Jed was was talking about when he made that big old statement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew it. I knew it meant something, and I knew it was like a profound statement. But I I was not really looking into like, oh, okay, you know, what does this actually mean? So I I knew Graves was gonna pull it out. I just look at it in my own kind of way. All right. Okay. So that's it, Graves. You're going back in the coffin. Yep. Okay. I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're not reanimated or anything. So that's good. Okay. All right. Yeah, you go back on. <laughs> yeah, don't try to kiss me, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Laura always likes my little end, end notes when Graves leaves. There's always something. Did you guys actually watch when they when they locked lips? Yeah, it was nasty, dude, because like the pus was dribbling nasty. out of her eye, and then when they kissed, Ooh. it went in his mouth. It was like all wow. in her mouth, so I was like, ugh. Wow. Uh, let's get to let's get to our ratings now. Let's get to the end of the movie here. You know, end of our uh, end of our review. Um, so let's do let's do one to five. Let's do how many kites? How many kites for this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh. How dare you? How dare you? I'm the guy that no. cri- I'm the guy that cried during this movie, so I feel like I have free liberty to say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. So how many kites? One to five. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Laura. Laura, how many kites do you give in this movie? Two and a half. And the reason being is that it is bad acting. You know, it, it it's not the perfect movie. It, it's not even that great of a movie if you really, if you're not us and you're not dissecting it and looking at it the way we're looking at it. So I think that the negatives were very negative and then the positives gave it that two and a half. It was just right there in the middle. Yeah. 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 What about you, Greg? How many, how many kites? And uh, I'll throw it to you. How, how's, how's your kites flying? How are they flying? Are they high up in the sky? Or are they falling on the ground? Why do you got to make this more confusing to me when I write down our scores? <laughs> no, wait, can I cut in right now and say that I have a list of every score we've given every movie. So unfortunately, uh, when we rate the visit, I have to write down in a small field on an Excel document, which should be a one to five. And instead it says, my diaper has shit coming out the sides. My diaper is explosive and has corn kernels. I mean, I that's what I have to write down. wrote that word for word. Bravo. That's awesome. That's awesome. Or same with Jeepers Creepers. What's your cadaver? Mm-hmm. Well, I give it a kneecap, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so speaking of that, Greg, how's your, how's the kite flying? What color is it? Uh, <laughs> What type of material is it made of? Maybe is the string <laughs> is the string very coarse? Is it very smooth? Go into all the details you want, Greg. Fuck you, Rob. You know what? I, I, what I've got? I've, I've got two kites that are tied to strings, and then I've got oh god, I've got one kite that's just off the hinges and it's floating off into the atmosphere. And all three are just—they're not even a color; they're just like a shade of visibility. That when you look at it, you know you weep tears of 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 blood all right forget i'm not writing this down anymore. <laughs> are you giving it a two a two and a half or a three please fucking tell me two and a half kites this the movie's got tons of flaws but horror wise it checks all the boxes like i said it is so messed up and i honestly can tell you this is like the requiem for a dream effect i did not like the movie just because it made me feel bad but that 
can't stop me from trying to rate it according to the horror scale. So um, I, we all agree that it could have been made better in a lot of different ways. So for that reason, it lost some points to me. So I'm going to give it two and a half kites. I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I think we're, we're all on the same page. I'm giving it two and a half. I, I, I felt two was like a little too low for me. And then three, of course, is like, it cannot be a three, you know, even with yeah. like giving it the, the 80s, you know, view of trying to be like, well, the acting that's from the 80s and this and that, like, I still can't be like, it's a three, you know? Uh, yeah, so I'd be with you guys. I'd say two and a half kites. Um, you know, my kites are, you know, flying high in the sky. Then, then the half kite is just kind of like, it's just, it's on the ground and it's just kind of like, it's in the middle of the street. And then all you hear is a, ch- all you hear is a big truck honking in the distance. Oh, this is so fun. That's worse than cat ashes, oh Rob. God. Come on. <laughs> oh, I forgot you know. about that already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got a, we got a universal two and a half, two and a half for this movie, which I think is about all right. And right. you know, uh, there you go, Laura. I'll give you a simple, simple, a Thank simple you. review for I you. I appreciate you know? it. Yeah, so so that's it for the for the actual ratings here, you know, and that's it for the actual review of this movie. That's our overall opinion, two and a half. Um, so let's uh, let's get to next week's movie uh, reveal now. So, uh, Laura, do you want to describe what happened with our movies? Yes, yes. So um, next week should be Rob's pick. However, our next episode is going to be online on June twenty fifth, I think. And June 24th is the actual Midsummer Festival in, honestly, many different countries in the world. So I, you know, mentioned to Rob and Greg, I said, okay, we've been talking about this one movie. None of us have seen it. I know I've been horrified and kind of avoiding it, but also knowing it was going to happen. And Rob was like, you know what? Let's switch. You get to go again and he'll take my next turn um, Mm -hmm. because Rob would never choose this movie in a million years, but he's going to have to watch it because uh, we swapped. I'm next and I'm picking Midsommar 2019 Ari Aster's movie because you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get it over with guys. Let's do it. Are we really watching? (laughs) Greg looks like he's going to (laughs) cry. Please tell me there's not another child that dies in this, right? I don't know. I've never oh seen my it, God. but uh, I mean, I saw Hereditary and it was pretty, pretty horrifying. All right. Well, it sounds like we got a good one then for next week to watch something definitely different than Pet Cemetery. Um, so yes, I'm excited <laughs> to watch that. Oh my God. I don't think you're going to be excited. I'm not excited to watch this. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to try to come up with a good rating then for that movie. I'll try to come up with a good one, so we'll have to make Laura write a lot. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's it for for the episode this week. Um, yeah, like I said, you can, you guys, everybody can hit us up, uh, you know, email, Twitter, Instagram, uh, email, you got conjecturing pod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram is at conjecturing pod. You guys can throw us in there, you know, movie choices we can make. Um, you can let us know if our reviews are, you know, good, bad. If our ratings are off, we should give things higher, lower ratings, you know, cause I'm interested to hear what people think about the pod in general. You know, we, we definitely have good, you know, five-star ratings on iTunes, which is cool but I would like to know a little more and a little more detail as to why 
uh, why people, what certain people like, what people don't like. So yeah, always feel free to hit us up. Let us know. We value every opinion. Um, so yeah, so just let us know, you know, kind of know we can go from it. You know, also remember, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get your podcast platform. Yeah, so this has been The Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. So until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys. should win a fucking Oscar.